0: It sucks, but what can you do? Around here, it's just me and you.
1: Welcome to This Radio Sucks. I'm your host, Nate Fleming. This is the first episode of This Radio Sucks. What is This Radio Sucks? Well, it's a podcast about local music in the St. Louis area. It's also about whatever else I wanted to talk about. It may evolve into much broader things. I'm not sure. I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And I thought, why not try to make a podcast? Um, Today's show, we've got Chris Ryan from the band The Sun and the Sea. They're a great band. They're uh, made of members that used to be in The Graduate, and Chris used to be in One Lone Car. They're all great, talented kids. I've known Chris for a long time. It was great to have him in the studio, and uh, I think I've said great at least uh, ten times already, so keep track of that for me. You can email me after the show's done and tell me how many times I've repeated myself. That would be great. Oh boy, what a great start this has gotten up to. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. This is the first track off of The Sun in the Seas' first EP, Night Falls, and then we'll get into the interview with Chris. Enjoy. Chris Ryan in here today, you might know him from Tonight at 7, you might know him from One Lone Car, but you probably know him from The Sun and the Sea, his newest band. I assume if you're listening to this at all, it's because you know who Chris Ryan is, so there's really no introduction needed. Thanks for coming, buddy. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing today, I've never done this before. All right. But I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Well, we've known each other, how long has it been, almost eight years maybe? Man. When did you start playing? When you were like I 14?
2: Seriously, yeah, I was 14.
1: That was a long time ago. I remember the first time <laughs> I met you. <laughs> so, I think it was at uh, Belleville Show at, um, at Jacoby Art Center. Was that the name of it?
2: That's actually uh, Alton. This was um, a different art center. What was Broadway Center of Arts. That's
1: what it is. I always get the those art center names mixed yeah, up. Yeah. It was a lot of good shows there, but I remember seeing you and being mad at how good you guys were for <sighs> being how young you were. We were like,
2: probably, by the time I met you guys, I was probably like, Sixteen, yeah. I'd say, you know, because I was I was driving and all that. But uh, we like looked up to you guys yeah. so much, man. Oh, that's crazy. That was back when. You know, Devin Could you,
1: was you hold that pointing at your face oh, a little yeah, more? Yeah, yeah. There it goes, right. a little better. Sorry. All right, cool. <laughs> you know, that was like. I wish when, I had hey, headphones for you to I talk to. You. Oh, Maybe sorry. next time you come by, I'll be a little more prepared. I'll yeah. know what I'm doing. That's all
2: right, dude. First time. Man. I
1: barely rigged this together. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but. Uh, that sounds good.
2: Broadway Center Rocks. I remember the first show that we played with you guys. That was so long ago.
1: Yeah, those those shows were fun. Yeah,
2: like kids always came out. You know, it's like always packed, yeah. and so we had nobody had anything better to do. I know, you know exactly. I
1: remember when I started my first band. We were the only band in my high school. Really? Well, besides like some metalhead kids yeah, that played yeah. like Metallica covers. So, like, everybody just came out because it was like, holy crap, there's a band at our school? And we were awful. We were the most awful band ever, but it was something to do. What were you guys called? Thin Like Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The joke was we had a fat friend named Tim who would dance while we played. (laughs) So it was kind of a stupid joke because he's fat, so we were thin like Tim. That's awesome. It's hilarious. (laughs) So stupid. But those are the days, man. Yep. Yeah, we've known each other. For a long time. long time. Man. But we've never really got a chance to sit down and talk to each other no, for an extended like, period of time. Like, every, like I don't think we've ever had a conversation longer than ten minutes, probably. Probably. But, you know, I, yeah. I would consider you a good friend, Absolutely. kind of. I mean, Absolutely. like, we could hang out, Definitely. you know, I whenever. Even
2: sat in on some Harvey shows. You remember that? Like, yeah, of course. Guitar, you played with us Jake, several, several times.
1: Yeah. We always had those rotating, like, six members, you know.
2: Right, right. you got to have those, you know, so you I, can still play. If somebody can't do it, you know, it's... Yeah. It was good to have.
1: That was awesome. Yeah. So many memories. <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> so I know. Seriously. I want to get into it. I want to get into your whole life and just get real weird with it. Just, All right. Let's get weird, Let's man. Let's introduce the world to Chris Ryan. <laughs> when, like, when did you start playing music? Like, what? When I was Like, when did you at, learn that you were good at singing?
2: Oh, that, that was actually... I have a very vivid memory of... I wasn't good, but just right. the fact that I could, like, sing, mm-hmm. and none of my other friends could. Like, it yeah. was... We were um, learning a bunch of cover songs, like me mm-hmm. and Alex and Danny and Devin, you know? Like, yeah, from T Seven, yeah. the original
1: four guys. Yep.
2: And we were downstairs in Alex's parents' basement. We were like probably thirteen or fourteen
1: at this mm-hmm. time, you know. Playing like Newfound Glory Like just songs heard your first like Green Day record or something. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly, man. And like
1: But did you sing before that? Like no, church or anything? Sing. Like
2: no. No, not at all. Like, I would in the car when I was, like, growing up, yeah, you know, yeah. like, really young. Like, mm. I would always be in my parents' car, like, my friends' cars, you know, like, singing at the top of my lungs, yeah. you know, just, like, whatever. But it was always fun. Yeah. I have a twin sister, and she uh, was really into singing. You know, she she would, like, sing in the choir and all that stuff, you know, at school mm. and that. And so, like, I always thought that she was going to do something musically, but it turns yeah. out she... Doesn't, you know, but she still has a really good voice. But my parents are both, like, my dad's a trumpet player. Yeah. Or he was, and my mom is a really good singer, and so.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Me too, like, musical family, you're just bound to be, you know, you're going to grow up doing it.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, my
1: mom was part of the church choir, like, the leader of it. I was always in, like, the church plays and stuff, you know, super crap like that. Yeah. I've always But not you, huh? You just kind of jumped into it?
2: Pretty much. Like, in grade school and stuff, I was always, like pretty like outgoing into like like being creative like entertaining people Mm. and stuff like in the talent show i remember Mm -hmm. like me and like all my you know like childhood friends like wrote like plays and stuff like that it's like really funny stupid things you know but we've always been like i don't know i've always been just trying to create something you know since i was really Mm -hmm. young it was you know even if it was horrible but um so yeah i just remember like my first experience singing was like we were Doing some covers downstairs in Alex's parents' basement,
1: and um, what were those like hit or miss? New Found Glory yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, one song was, um, I think it was "The Story So Far" by New Found Glory or something oh, like I love that, that. You know, I used to love those guys. Me too, man. It's, you know, kind of embarrassing, but I don't care.
1: <laughs> oh no, you always love that stuff.
2: Yeah, dude. And um, so I just remember like Devin would get up on the mic, you know, and he would sing because he was kind of the most like outgoing dude of all of us you know so we yeah. just and he would sing and you know all of us were horrible you know like <laughs> i could barely we could barely play our instruments you know and i got up on the mic and just everybody was like oh you should sing for us you know because it wasn't you know i guess for being 14 it was like you know better mm-hmm. than the other three guys so yeah exactly. that's when i was like okay yeah i'll do that and then just you know and when i when we, tonight seven put out our first like two you know really old recordings like listening back it's like oh my god I was oh yeah yeah
1: horrible. <laughs> we'll play some of that oh no. <laughs> i'm gonna play some of that for these guys <laughs> and uh what was those first recordings was that that first ep you did or do you do some demos
2: uh <laughs> well uh if you want to take it back like way Let's back, go all the way back oh dude all the way back my uh my brother and all of his friends would appreciate this because they still listen to this uh. to this day. Like, they have, like, a long road trip or something. They'll always put this this on. Uh, just to fuck with you. Yeah. Oh, dude. They know I hate it. So yeah. that's why they love doing it. Oh,
1: yeah. I've got some old stuff that I just hope never resurfaces. Like, I don't even have copies of it.
2: Oh, man. It's bad. Because I'll, I'll be at, like, parties with my brother and stuff, you know. And if there's a guitar present, him and three of his friends are just embarrassing me mm-hmm. as loud as they can,
1: you know. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but, uh, this was, we played, a. Uh, Devon's, um, like eighth grade graduation. Nice <laughs> at the uh, Freedom Farm. In the oh my gosh! What is the Freedom Farm? <laughs> Freedom Farm is in like Mascuda, I think. I, I dude, I have no idea. What I is it? It's a, it's just like a big pavilion, you know, where they have okay. like
1: sounds like a church camp or something. It's
2: it's kind of it's not really a church camp. It's it's more like you know you can rent this place out and have yeah, like yeah. family reunions,
1: right? Like
2: you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So uh, we. Play there it was our first show ever, first show mm. ever, and uh,
1: first time playing for people.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah, I was like, I think I was a freshman in high school. I was like mm. fourteen or something like that. And uh, Devin's uncle uh, recorded the whole thing. Oh yeah, and it is still. <laughs> so he's that VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even remember how he recorded. Maybe I think it was actually to a CD. Which was the worst part. Oh, yeah, you're younger than me, I guess. Yeah.
1: When you were in high school, they had that by then. Yeah, it, it, right. There's it probably VHS tapes when I was that young. God, I'm old. <laughs> How old are you? I am... Twenty-four? Twenty-three. Yeah, okay. Twenty-four. Well, I'm August. twenty-seven, so it's not that much. Uh, it's not that bad, but no. but but, still uh, young in my
2: mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's those are the first recordings, and then we did um, some basement stuff, you know, like demos and that kind mm. of thing, like, uh, and then... Um, where, uh Alex's cousin um, Ben who we called OB you know who was our future bass player yeah. um, he recorded all that in his basement and oh, really? really hilarious memories and well, I don't remember where those recordings went but horrible horrible <laughs> horrible and then we did uh well remember? how was that first
1: show do you were you nervous or did you love it
2: I was not nervous because it was mostly for like you know lots of devin's family and our close friends were there you yeah, know, it's yeah. like kind of just they thought it was cool, you know. They didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't matter how we sounded, you yeah. know. It's just like
1: so. The first cool. time you ever played was original stuff, or did you do covers and stuff? We did
2: mostly covers. I think we had one or no, we did have like maybe three original songs, three or maybe between three and five.
1: Well, that's and cool. the
2: rest were covers, you know, like yeah. lots of drive-through records, bands, and, man, yeah, like of all this
1: drive-through stuff. Yeah, I remember the first show I ever played was at the school talent show. I think I was probably a freshman, and we played a cover of uh, Green Day's Waiting, I think it was. Oh, yeah. And uh, my guitar player at the time, his guitar was out of tune the entire time. <laughs> but I loved it, man. Like, I remember playing or saying before the the we went on, this is probably going to sound bad, but just clap and pretend you love it anyway. <laughs> And everyone laughed, and I felt great. There you go. And then man. it sucked, but everyone was, like, cheering for us, and I just yeah. felt, like, on top of the world. That's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, like, when you're, especially, how old were you when, when that?
1: I was probably 15. 15, yep. I mean, those,
2: like, <laughs> feelings, like, that. no matter how you sound, you're just playing in front of people, you know? Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's, man, I haven't even thought about those days until now. It's been <laughs> a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, um, this is all tonight. So, and keep in mind, at at, um, at that point, we were not even called tonight at 7 yet. What were you back then? There's we nothing?
1: Rabbit Punch. Rabbit Punch. <laughs> That's awesome. We made like – Where would that punch. come from?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I think it was – we were like – me and Devin were like looking online at stupid things, you know. Hmm. And De- I think it was – it was Devin and I who agreed upon it. I don't remember who <laughs> saw it and was
1: like – That's it. Yeah. Rabbit Punch. That's the one. That's the one, the one man.
2: <laughs> So then we decided, oh, let's um, confuse any fan that we potentially have and call ourselves tonight at seven, so that when you know they see a flyer or not a flyer, but like if you know we're all, yeah. like, a, you know, tonight at whatever. seven at
1: eight o'clock, yeah, or what? like
2: tonight at seven, tonight <laughs> at seven. That was the main thing. Like anything that was a happens joke. at like seven o'clock anymore, anyways. You know, that's uh, right.
1: <laughs> so the genesis of that name was just to be dicks, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. awesome. So we
2: were. You know, 15-year-old <laughs> little assholes. So, Great. Yeah, and then um, we started writing some songs, and uh, you remember the STL days. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, man, those were really fun times, though. Yeah, You know, playing Expensive. Mississippi Nights. Oh, dude, we How much did them. he charge you for that? Oh, man, uh, $2,500 for, f- for, f- for five songs. Five songs? Wow. One. And then an extra grand to press them up because we were dumb enough to think, the- oh, we got to – and, and they're, like, the worst recordings ever.
1: Oh, know? yeah. Just so people are listening, uh, this is the studio. They're called Amp STL. Yep. And uh, they recorded um, story, what was their story of the Year. Yeah, Big Blue Monkey. Big Blue Monkey. Yeah, right before they were Story of the Year, they recorded the demos for Story of the Year that launched them, I guess. That's what they said. That's what they said. Yeah. So that gave them license to charge, like, young kids, like, $700 per song. Yep. For but terrible, it was
2: it was analog reco- recordings, you know. So like, right. if you were a good live band, you know, if you just then you, potentially you could have a good recording. But like, yeah, no,
1: I was, remember going in there, and uh, I mean, I don't want to shit talk on them s- too much because it was fun. It was, a and blast, they did help man. us out a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed like we were getting ripped off a little bit. You I remember going in uh, to play the drums. You know, you have the click track, so you're on time, right? And uh, they couldn't figure they, – they they stressed us – or, like, how important it was to have this click track. Like, you got to have it so, you know, everything lines up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't get it to work. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. So then they were just like, you know, it's not that important. <laughs> so all of our songs are a little off time.
2: So we. Uh, we didn't use a click track to any of those recordings. They probably
1: could never get it to yeah, work again. <laughs> maybe we did
2: for the second uh, – for our second EP we did there, which is four songs. I th- maybe. I don't know. Or maybe we just got better and it's just a little bit more in time. You know? Yeah. But – yeah, I mean, I mean, remember, Tom, And that dude is the man. Oh, he's great. Such a great guy. Like, I miss hanging out with him. I, th- I saw him, uh, Nothing Still played at the pageant, like one of those, like, showcase, like, local showcases, yeah. you know, and um, my friend's band, Parlor Nights, played with them, and I, like, sat in a couple songs, you know, and I mm-hmm. was just hanging out with Tom. That was the first I'd seen him in, like, years, man, you know. but
1: yeah, He's, he's, still he's a great s- dude. Same, he's hilarious. Like, cool, hilarious guy. <laughs> Who did you record your later stuff with with Tonight 7?
2: Uh Carter McKee at Suburban Pro Studios in Florence, and he's the man. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. I was
1: listening to that stuff today. Really?
2: The kind of instrumental stuff yeah. and all that? Yeah, All the yeah. instrumentals. Yeah, those weren't meant to be instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> those never got done? No. Nope. I uh, had a lot of trouble writing lyrics to those, and yeah. I had, like, pieces of it all finish, finished, but, like, I just never could, like do it, because we had a totally, because that was when OB was, like, those were the first batch of songs that OB wrote with yeah. us, you know, and he was just, like, the most incredible bass player, like, that we could possibly have, you know. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, and so we wrote a bunch of songs, not really thinking with vocals in mind, you know, didn't right. really have that part in mind, so um, it was just... Uh, we made cool songs, but it was just like, adding vocals to it would have been, like, too much, it seemed like. You know, like, any melodies I'd come up with it would be, like, overdoing it. You know, I didn't want to overdo it, and just, I was yeah. just, I don't know. But
1: musically, those were really cool Musically, they're great. Like, I couldn't believe, like, you guys were so good at guitar. You're amazing. Oh, thanks, man. You were, Did you and Danny write most of that stuff with OB? Yep. And Trent actually... Train was yeah, our keyboard too. player, he mm-hmm. was like
2: a huge part of that writing process, like when we added him to the band, he was like, like those, um, it six or eight songs, I think it was six songs, I, mean, I don't even remember, yeah. I think it was <laughs> six songs or something, but, uh, those like, yeah, it was mostly Train, and Dylan, you know, all of us, and had just progressed a lot at that point, you know, I think yeah. we were probably like 18 or 19 when we yeah. did those, we started writing those when we were probably 18 or so, but.
1: It's musically, I, I can't do that shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, well, you know, OB and Train were both, like, music majors, you know, stuff Yeah, right. like So they just had... Yeah, they,
1: yeah, it definitely showed through.
2: Yeah, yeah, and so it was, like, a totally different experience for me. I'm you know?
1: self-taught, and I just pretty much use power chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, like, the
2: straight, you know, G, exactly, C, you know, whatever. Um, so, like, playing with them, like, had the biggest, like, influence on me, you know, like, with writing and just being a music like playing with ob and train like really made me want to go to school for music which is what i'm doing now so and i'm really stoked about that so
1: so what eventually led to you guys quitting
2: um well train had decided he was going to go to the air force and it took him a while he's actually a basic training right now
1: oh really but yeah
2: that was back in 2008 that we played our last show we played our last show ever with may and a band called personnel which i love and um so that was it. Was a good show to go wow. out on, but
1: that's a what's his name, right? Kenny from the starting, the starting line. line? Yeah. I always to love those guys. Yeah, too, man, man. <laughs> dude,
2: I still do. Like, yeah, that guy is he's really awesome. He personnel actually stayed with us. We played with him twice. We played like our coolest show that tonight seven ever played was mm-hmm. the lineup was just ridiculous. Like Steel Train was a headliner, and um, a band called Deer in the Headlights. They are incredible. Like one of my favorite bands for like a couple years. Uh-huh. Like I love that band. And they were on the bill, and another band called Forgive Durden, which I oh, also great. love that band. Yeah, man. And Personnel, and uh, one other band, and then us. I mean, it was a lot of bands, but it was an Off-Broadway, and it was, like, crazy to be opening up for, like, a show like that, you know, when I was, like, 19 or 20. I think No, I think I was 20. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, those were, those were good times, man. And, and we always got really... Create feedback from like any touring bands we would play with. They would like play with Nightmare View. I don't know if you remember that yeah. band, but they were like, you know, man, you guys are like the best local band that have been has been on this tour. Because a lot of times, you know, like um, when touring bands are going through and they're like, they have a name for themselves, but they still have to have like like promoters will put locals on the show to draw right, right. people. You know, they're usually like god awful. You yeah. know,
1: like oh, of course, play with a lot of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> We were probably those guys at certain shows, you know. I mean,
2: back in the day, we all were, you know. Yeah, we
1: all were, growing up. Yeah, but,
2: man, I loved your guys' recordings. Like, I still listen to
1: those songs sometimes, man. Oh, stop it. Dude, seriously. (laughs) This is about you, Chris. This (laughs) is about you. (laughs) But, um... So how did you guys, uh... Or you, I guess, not you guys. How did you end up with One Lone Car?
2: It's funny, because they were, um... Andy and Michael were at our last show with May and Personnel. Mm -hmm. They were there, and, um... Their lead singer at the time, Aaron Kellum, yeah. who go just as far back, you know, with those guys almost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he decided he was going to quit singing for One Lone Car, and um, he was going to play, like, throughout the summer or whatever, and then he was going to kind of call it quits. And so they were at our last show and saw that we that – was, that was it for us. And so mm-hmm. they – Andy got my number somehow and texted me a few days later and pretty much asked if I wanted to start playing with them and see how it would work out. And um, that's how I got I was you. That. I
1: feel bad because I never saw you when you were in that band.
2: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot different style than what I was used to. So at first, mm-hmm. it was like a totally different experience, you know? I, like, it's it weird because I so was... I
1: imagine cool. you were singing, like, songs that you didn't write yep. for a long time. Yeah,
2: for a long time. And um, that was weird, you know? It was like, like being was in, a in a cover band. band.
1: Yeah. Right, right. But you're the only one that <laughs> is in the cover band. Everyone <laughs> yeah. else is still in the band.
2: <laughs> totally, like, weird situation, you yeah. know? And um, but they were had like really like my first show with them ever was at this place called the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville, like really awesome place, you know, yeah. and um we opened up for soul Asylum, you know it was my first oh, wow. <laughs> show ever with them, so it was like, oh shit, this is cool, but um you know it was I had a lot of fun playing playing those songs, like even though I didn 't write them or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, it was just fun doing something different, and um but you know it's always weird when you're playing with um a band where you've known the guys from, like, you know, grade school, you yeah. know, and then you break up and, and, and you start playing with another band who you just pretty much met the guys, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a different experience, but um, I really, like, it took us a while, like, just, you know, I learned a bunch of songs, and um, they were promoting an EP at the time, you know, with Aaron, so, like, yeah, I had, to it was just, it was just weird. Did you, you know? find
1: yourself trying to sound like Aaron? At first, that's what, like, like. you probably couldn't help it.
2: Yeah, because I was just trying to make it, see, I didn't want to, like, change their sound drastically because it's not my sound And change. you didn't want
1: people to buy the EP and then be like, what the fuck is this? Exactly, it sound the you know?
2: same. <laughs> and so, like, the guys were, you know, out a lot of money and that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of a big bummer because we had to promote it, you know. Yeah. yeah but, um. So then we finally started writing some songs of our own, and um, Neil, our guitar player, um, he was like pretty much the main songwriter for all that stuff. I would like throw in some lyrics every once in a while and some melodies and stuff like that. But um, our newer recordings, that, um, we only did like a three-song demo, but we had like probably six or seven um, written songs that we just never that recorded. You right? Yeah, yeah. And it was mostly Neil. You know, he he had like a total vision of like an entire song. He would just bring a song to practice, and we would just. Write it, and it'll be done in like an hour, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, and then we, you know, just practice yeah. on it, and get it tighter, and that kind of thing. But uh, is that
1: like how you like to write songs? Is that write the music first and then throw yeah. lyrics on top of it? Yep. At first, is that how you always do it?
2: Um, nowadays, for sure. But back when I first started, you know, I'd have like a melody in mind, and I'll put like chords to a melody, and they were always like power yeah. chords or something, yeah. you know. But that was <laughs> back in the like early days. But then I found that if you write some cool music, and it inspires the melody. Exactly. Sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, One Low Car, it was like a really awesome experience. Like, we played some really, really cool shows. Like, the biggest shows I've ever played with yeah. with that band. You know, um, Andy is just really awesome with, uh, you know, his connections and stuff like that. He was a really good mm-hmm. businessman. He's a,
1: yeah, that's important. It is. If you it's, don't have that, it's almost useless. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were, my band, Harvey, we were horrible with the, with the promotion stuff. side. Like yeah. We could write songs, and we yep. could record the songs, and we could play the shows. But the shows we were playing were like in someone's garage or somewhere because yeah. like we didn't fucking know anything about yeah. promotion or connections. <laughs> right. And we were assholes, probably. <laughs> we thought we were probably too cool for just to hang out with other bands sometimes. Yeah. And I was always really shy. Right. And usually yeah. these t- types of shows like would be something that we had set up. Mm-hmm. so I'd be, like, running around, like, being dad, you know, exactly. like, making sure everything's going right, and I'm sure people thought I was an asshole just because I was trying to make sure, like, people weren't starting fights or yeah, underage really. drinking, so I was uh, always, like, the angry dad at shows, like, running around, Yeah, and I'm sure people thought I was an asshole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I remember those, like, like way back with the with the, uh, the church shows that we did, oh, yeah. you know, like, kids would always come out, mm-hmm. and I remember... Uh, Bearhook Jersey, you know, it was like Bearhook Jersey and Harvey and Tonight at Seven were like the three, you know, like, yeah. like good bands in the area that would always play together and stuff. And, and then, you know, Whisper Walls, Cadigan House and those guys, you know, came yeah. around like that was always fun having like a group of bands that we enjoyed playing with, you know, and enjoy their music and that kind of stuff. And, uh, I remember like John Webb from Bearhook Jersey, like mm. got me drunk for the first time uh, ever <laughs> in like the bathroom of
1: that church. <laughs> Oh, no, don't tell me that. (laughs) That's the stuff I was worried about. I
2: know, I know. Because I was
1: like the church I grew up going to. Yeah,
2: I felt bad at first.
1: first, I'd be putting on those shows and be like, now make sure nothing bad happens, Nate, because there's not going to be any adults here. Yep. It's all up to you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there'd be adults there, but they'd just be, like, enjoying the show right, or whatever, right. like... They weren't, like, a leaving it up. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, sometimes my dad would be there, but he just... He didn't want to do anything, yeah, you yeah.
2: Know? <laughs> Sorry for calling you out, John.
1: No, so. nah, <laughs> Nobody cares. No, that was As long as crazy. you didn't throw up all over the place I did, and make a it mess. It was actually the first time
2: <laughs> I'd ever, like, um, had liquor before, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, like, perfect experience, you know, like, Big John with his big beard, and he mm-hmm. had this big coat he was wearing, you know, and he had, like, a had like a pint in a brown bag yeah. in his, like, side pocket, you know, <laughs> and he was like, hey, come to the bathroom, and like, you know, I just took a swig,
1: you know, that was it. And then you are tainted, your innocence was it's lost. Gone forever. <laughs> but, uh,
2: back to the One lone Car stuff, you know, uh, we did a few songs at the same place that um, Tonight 7 recorded our most recent um, recordings with Carter at Suburban Pro. Yeah. He's really great, you know. And it was just kind of – we just kind of demoed out the songs, you know, like they weren't um, recorded the exact same way we play it now, you know. It's uh, we Obviously, we needed some demos so that we could hear and tweaks and things, you know, and that mm. kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, we only did three songs there. Those are the only songs we have recorded with me singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really big bummer to me. But, um, but yeah, and we're still – you know, we just played a show uh, a couple m- – or about a month. Not even less than a month. A few weeks ago, we still – we played a show at Cicero's. It was a lot of fun. but um, How'd that go? It was great. We played with um, a band called um, uh, Miles Nielsen from Chicago, and um, he has, like, a band behind him. And uh, they are, like, incredible. Oh, yeah? So it was really cool. Like, yeah, I've played a bunch of shows with One Lone Car where we'll play at Cicero's or someplace, and there will be a few locals on the show, and then there will be one band from out of town that plays, you know – and I had no idea what to expect, but they like blow my mind. Blow like, you away, dude. There's this one band called U.S. Royalty. They're from D.C. Like the coolest dudes, yeah. and their record. Like I remember just seeing them, and I was just totally blown away, like by their live show. And then I got their record, and uh, man, that was that was a pretty pretty inspiring show. They're, yeah, they were awesome, you know. But we've played with a, a few bands like that, you know, to where I. Don't have any expectations, and then I'm just blown away, you know, with bands mm-hmm. that play with One Lone Car and stuff like that. So we've played a lots of cool shows. And,
1: and, you know, you played the B-52s. A few times,
2: yeah. We played with the crazy. B-52s. That was the biggest <laughs> show I've ever played in my life. It was uh, a couple 4th of, of Julys ago. We played uh-huh. uh, Under the Arch, you know, the Fair St. Louis yeah, thing. Yeah. And um, we uh, we opened up for the B-52s. We were, like, direct support for them. You know, it was the air show. And then us, and then the B-52s. But the air show, we actually got canceled, like, because when it oh, no. started to rain a little bit, that was, like, the most miserable show. Like, uh. it was the coolest show – well, not the coolest, but it was the biggest show I've ever played, as well as the most miserable, because we uh, we got to – we got to the – you know, parking and everything is insane, you know, so we had to, like, take a golf cor- golf cart with all of our stuff over to the stage and all that, you know, and people everywhere and – kind of starting to sprinkle a little bit you know and um started to rain like as the air show was going on and they said that they had to like delay it so that cut into our set and Uh, so they said we are already set up on stage and everything and they're like and i had like just like went and changed into like some really nice clothes (laughs) put on like a tie and everything you know and then they uh they told uh they told andy and the rest of the guys that um yeah, you guys are canceled. You can't play anymore. We're like, are oh, oh, no. you serious? Know, we're trying to convince them. trying to stay cool at the same time because we don't, don't want to ruin our chance and like, make right. anybody mad. You know? So we're trying to keep our cool. And um, the only way we got to play was because like the finale of the air show like broke down. and so, The
1: plane crashed. <laughs> yeah,
2: more or less. And so we had to uh,
1: – Quick, boys, get on them guitars.
2: <laughs> yep, we had like a 15 or 20-minute set. We played like four songs. Oh, something.
1: that's awesome. You know, At least you gotta do something. Yeah,
2: but I was such a nervous wreck, you know, like mm-hmm. getting on. It just felt so rushed, you know. I wish we could have, you know, but we still did it. It was a lot of fun, um, and it was just cool to to play. You know, we played for like tens of thousands of people. You know, yeah, that's just, crazy. Like, a sea of people. Can't after.
1: imagine that. It must be. It was cool. Nerve wracking and awesome.
2: It was, you know, because I didn't. I see all these like camera people in front of me. You know, I'm like, what? What's this? You know, I had no idea. I didn't even really think about it. And then, like, my friends and my parents told me that we were on, like, the big, like, Jumbotron screens. You know, like, my face. <laughs> there's, like, pictures of, like, my face just, like, blown up really big. It's really weird. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on to your newest band. Yeah. The Sun in the Sea, which yep. is if... I assume people listening to this know that it's ex-graduate, the graduate yep. members. Yep. And how did you meet those dudes?
2: Well, um... That goes all the way back to the Tonight at Seven Days, too. We played, I think you yeah, guys... We played a
1: couple shows with them.
2: Yeah, yeah. You guys did, too. And um, it was at Jerseyville, that, like, VFW or something. Yeah. Remember
1: that? Something like that. Yeah.
2: We um, played uh, with you guys and The Graduate there. And I was a huge fan of The Graduate growing up, you know, in high mm. school and stuff. And I was like, man, that's so cool that a band from Springfield is, you know, getting signed and touring. And,
1: yeah, they're amazing. They're a huge influence on us. yeah. They were – I heard their horror show EP, you, and then I found the the studio that they recorded yeah, at. Yeah, and that's where you guys And that's where we, we all ended up going to record us, and Whisperwall went up there. Yep. Made good friends with Seth. And Seth is Met man. Asteria. Yep. Did our music video up there with his brother. Yep. So The Graduate was like a gateway to this n- next level of like awesome recording and yeah. everything for us.
2: Yeah, and like – actually, like, functioning as, like, a real band, you know, doing the music video and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's funny because I remember I was at the uh, at your old house um, where you guys would practice, you know, hanging out with you and the guys. Yeah. And you gave me that horror show EP. You were like... Oh, yeah, it was you guys. Oh, yeah, I gave you my copy. You gave me your copy, and I was like, oh, who is this? And I listened to it, and I was like, holy shit, this (laughs) EP is fucking great, you know? You you actually got me into that, so yeah, that was cool. But um, so Tonight 7 played with um, the graduate Um, then in Jerseyville. Then we played with them a couple times at like random venues in St. Louis that promoters just hooked us up with it. So um, then they kind of, Corey, their lead singer, like, approached me, you know, after our set or something. He really enjoyed our sound, and he is, you know, pretty – he's, like, an advocate of local music, you know, because he did the same thing, you know, and he was my age back then. You know, he was in bands that, uh, you know, were doing the local thing, and it's – having a local scene is so important, you know?
1: Yeah. And so
2: he would try to help us out as much as he could. Like, he would – he was really involved. He would, you know, ask us to play – in Quincy and his hometown, you know, open up for them. Um, in Springfield, we played with them. And, at, at, um, you know, they're some of the guys from Quincy, some are from Springfield. So um, it was just really cool because that was kind of like our first encounter with, like, a band that we really, like, looked up to, you know, and um, starting to have, like, a kind of friendship with them, you know? Yeah. So that's how I was first introduced to those guys and met them. You know, we stayed the night with them, like, after the shows we played in Quincy and stuff like that mm-hmm. when it was, like too far away to drive home, and that kind of thing, and then um, just kept in touch with everybody, you know, Corey and everybody in the band, and um, then they asked me to go on tour with them and sell their merch um, for their, their, like a month and a half long national tour with um, Ludo and uh, a band called Tommy the High Pilots, who are incredible and of uh, being called there for tomorrow. And so it was like hit pretty much, you know, it just lots of major cities. In, yeah, in how Midwest. was that? It was like a really, really eye-opening experience. Because yeah. you know, I would never done anything like that. Like I played some stuff on the road, you know, like with – but lots of it was, you know, like one-offs and that kind of thing. Or maybe doing like weekend shows or like Tonight 7 did like a week-long like DIY tour where right. it was just horrible and yeah. everything <laughs> that you could possibly – Think of going wrong, went wrong.
1: Exactly. You know, you well, we did a couple to, of those. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know. We, we took uh, Justin from Whisperwall. We took his Suburban out. Oh, yeah. It was, dude, it was one of our friends who went with us, like, smashed out the window of that oh, no. car with, like, a glass that was in the car. Like, it was, so we had to get that fixed before we got it back to Justin. And I was like, what do we do, man? You know, we had to blow out on the way to the first show in Tennessee. It was just, we had no idea what we were doing, but you got to have that. You got to have that learning curve. Yeah, I was like 18 at the time, you know, so.
1: Being on tour with a graduate, not being able to play. Yeah, it was different being like. Just being the the merch bitch. Yeah, dude, it was (laughs) weird. Being the merch girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: man. You know, it was cool because I made like a bunch of friends, like Ludo's merch girl, uh, Jenny, is like, I still talk to her all the time. You know, like she's a really good friend of mine and um, just made lots of friends with All the guys in the band. At first, you know, I was like, I was really shy, you know, like I didn't know what to do. I didn't, it was my first time doing it, you know, and all the guys in the graduate were really helpful, you know, like, you know, they were really, just really cool guys about everything. But it was just, it was weird being on the, um, in the back, you know, being on the merch side of things and the stage side of things. And I would get up on stage, like, with, um, the graduate and do, like, this drum thing at the end of their set every night, you know, so I was on stage for a little bit. It was fun, you
1: know,
2: um, but people, like, I mean, it was um, it was just different, you know, just different being yeah. that aspect of it. But I enjoyed it, you know, a lot. I mean, it's really cool talking to all the fans and stuff. And,
1: so you became good friends with those dudes. Yep. And then when Corey got married and moved away. Yep. I guess they asked you.
2: Well, yeah, like.
1: Oh, that was he, recent, though, right? That was recent,
2: yeah. You know, he. Because
1: um, they were writing stuff
2: for a while. Yeah. Haven't they? Yeah, they were writing music, like before The Graduate even broke up, they were writing... They were always writing songs. The four of them, you know, always writing stuff together. And they were in Springfield, and Corey was in Chicago, you know, so they would always be writing and stuff, and they would send demos over to Corey, and he would write lyrics and that kind of thing, you know. But um, anyway, they... um, when they decided they were going to break up, like, Max and Tim hit me up, and they were like, you know, we should start a band together and that kind of thing. And so it just – it was, like, a really cool thought at first, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, let's make this happen. And eventually um, Tim decided – that like, Tim and Max decided to go back to school when the graduate broke up. And um, so I was at Edwardsville. Tim had had a degree that he started in Edwardsville and um, he is finishing it up right now so he asked me if you know if i needed to find a place or anything so we ended up getting an apartment and so the writing process has been you know pretty convenient you know cuz yeah. anything we he has like a pro tools studio basically at our apartment you know we can take it anywhere we want we can take it up to springfield when we practice and take it on campus to school and use all the awesome pianos and vibraphones all the instruments yeah. that they have there you know it's That's just, awesome, man. it's really cool so like um, if we have any ideas, we can just track it on the spot, and it's there forever, you know. So, um, but yeah, that's how it pretty much started. Um, I didn't know what it was going to be like, how it was going to turn out, like how long it was going to take. Yeah. You know, and it started out pretty slow. You know, it's always different. Like, like Max and Tim have this chemistry; they can like write music together. Like, it's it's just crazy. You know, I it's a totally different level. You know, than yeah. what I am on with them, but. You know, we all work together to, like, write melodies and, like, you know, I'll write lyrics and they throw in ideas for lyrics, too. And we all work together, you know, and make it, like, our own thing, you know. Yeah. It's, so, it's... That's sweet. That's, so,
1: Night Falls. Mm-hmm. It's your newest EP. Yep. It's fucking great. You're that's nice true. enough to give me an advanced copy. That's right. So, I can listen to it. And yep. I've listened to it, like, every day since. Dude, it's that's great. Awesome. It's really I love cool. it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I was looking online about reviews today. I just typed in nightfalls AP yeah the Sun and the sea reviews just tons and tons yeah it's of crazy. online reviews it's crazy how it's caught on and people we've seem been to be really, really digging it man
2: yeah we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from everything like it's weird because the graduate had a pretty strong following you know they weren't like the biggest fan in the world but all their fans are pretty diehard you know like yeah um, they had a really it's got the same kind of vibe it, yeah it's got some yeah definitely because I mean max and Tim and you know, they had a lot to do with the songwriting from the graduates. so those things are obviously going to be a part of like the new project. But it's got like different instrumentation and different feels to it. You know, like it's a little more—I um, don't know—comparing it to the to the Graduate, it's um, a little m- more chill. You
1: know, like they yeah. had a
2: lot of songs that are like lots of upbeat songs. You know, and yeah. and kind of a darker sound in in, in some aspects. But um,
1: I was going to say. This might make me sound like an asshole. I don't mean it that way, <laughs> but it's very chill. It's like a good record that you could fall asleep to. Yeah, definitely. I don't mean that in a bad way, like it's boring and make put you to sleep. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in college, I used to have a Sleepy Time playlist on my Windows Media Player. Definitely. you know, And I just yeah. had like chill songs that I would just fall asleep to, and that record would be perfect on there. That's really cool. It's that just is- very dreamy, atmospheric, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, it, and that's
2: what we were going for, you know, like, I mean, I wouldn't say we had, like, a particular sound in mind that we wanted to, like, create, it just all kind of happened, you know, and it just, like, flowed really well as an EP, and our first EP, too, you know, it's, like, definitely, like, I've never had, like, a finished product that I can, like, show my friends or anything, yeah. you know, and be like, you know, I'm, like, 100% like, proud of this, you know, and so it's, it's, it's a first feeling for me, and it's just, you know, I'm just being able to write with Max and Tim, it's really, like, stress-free, you know, there's no boundaries to it, we can do whatever we want, you know, as from Max and Tim's perspective of it, you know, they were behind a label for, you know, six years or whatever, and now that it's all, we're doing it all ourselves, there's no limits to it, you know, we can pretty much do whatever we want, and, um, you know, it's always weird, especially, like, Having like a band like The Graduate, where pretty much all the guys are still playing together, but the lead singer is just different
1: I Yeah, again, know. it's like another—you're like stepping into someone else's shoes. Yeah, again, know, it is. It is. But the thing is, your voice has never sounded better. In my opinion, you sound so good on this record. Thanks, man. Matter of fact, why don't we uh, take a break? We'll play one of the songs. What's the name of the song you did a video for? Oh, uh, can't keep see, breaking heart. We your had hair.
2: all these. Uh... All these demo names that we would call them before we actually came up with
1: the... Yeah, those names were on the CDU game. Oh, as well.
2: <laughs> like Miami's Dumplings and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's what this one's called. No, it's actually called Can't Keep Breaking Your Heart. We just shot a music video for it up in uh, Chicago um, just a few days ago. So, so what's this song
1: about um, real quick? This it's it's quick soundbite.
2: It's kind of, a, kind of a breakup song, kind of a unique, you know, kind of a message to it, you know. Yeah. But it can I- interpret... It as, as you want, but
1: cool. So here's can't stop Keep taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> here we go
0: It's just a memory a silhouette in a dream when you hold on to tight it slips out from under me. So things just aren't what they seem Between the sun and the sea You never had my heart You never were a part of me Cause you're not what I'm looking for And I can't love you Till I find some one word
1: Sweet. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Thanks, man. So you guys just did a video for that one?
2: Yep. Up in uh, Chicago we went and um, I was awake for like 36 hours straight.
1: That's crazy. How long were you shooting?
2: Um, we shot from about 4.30 in the morning. I guess we started shooting like after we got set up. We met them at 3 in the morning and then we f- stopped filming around noon or so. That's not too bad. It wasn't too bad, and we went to a couple, a few different locations. Uh, we had this really cool, pretty spot on um, Lake Michigan that we um, were filmed doing some performance stuff and some sh- slight acting stuff. You know, yeah. But um, it was uh, while the sun was rising, you know, and it was just oh, like cool. gorgeous. It was it was like breathtaking seeing it all, but. Um, so, yeah. So, you want to
1: get spoilers for the video? Is there a story?
2: Oh, uh, there, you know, there isn't really. <laughs> Spoiler
1: a... alert, people. Yeah. Fast forward three minutes if you don't want to know what happens in the video.
2: <laughs> there isn't, like, too much of a storyline. There's kind of a theme, like, with uh, these really cool, like, old school, like, lanterns with, like, a candle in them that were, like, holding and shit. Like, it's it's, like, it's pretty cool. There's this really cool coffee shop that we went to, and we, like, booked it for, like, you know for like 7 to 7.30 in the morning, you know, so we could do some shots, like, in this coffee shop and that kind of thing, yeah. um, and lots of it is, like, nature stuff, you know, lots of, like, time-lapse stuff and um, just pretty scenery and that kind of thing because even the whole album kind of reflects that, you know, even our album artwork and yeah. everything is, like, pretty – it's kind of the theme – of the sound of it, I guess, you know. Do
1: you guys so. have hard copies of that yet? No. Um, you working on that, that or expensive. not? Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> we are, it's just
0: up
2: on iTunes and Bandcamp. Um,
1: That's the way to go in
2: these is. days anyway. For now, especially with your, when you're just starting out, you know, we're trying to, you know, promote the EP as much as we can, sell as many as we can on the internet, and then um, we're writing songs right now for our next EP that hopefully we will have by the fall... Um, to have just another album out and, you know, if we want to press that one up or do another internet release and yeah. then, you know, it's still kind of early to tell, you know, with everything yeah. cause that's, it's a pretty big investment
1: for sure. So. Yeah. I still got Harvey CDs in the basement. Yeah. If you don't have a hard copy, you can have a couple. Get, let me get another. Yeah. <laughs> you let me get, get some more. Just pass them out.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> so if you're a small band. Do not buy 1,000 CDs. Do not. We have all made that. <laughs> get 100. Mistake. You can sell 100 probably. 100, yeah. You don't but need That's to... the
2: thing. That's where they get you is that you can't just press up 100. You have to do like at least 800 or something like that. Yeah. Like,
1: well, you can do 100, but it's just more expensive. Right, right. Per unit or whatever. True, true. So we thought, well, if we do 1,000, then it's <laughs> only going to be $2 a CD. Yeah.
2: And, oh, 1,000 And it'll CDs. only be
1: thirty thousand bucks. <laughs> and of course we'll sell 1,000 CDs. Of course we will. Of course Absolutely. we won't have boxes in our basements five years from now full yeah. of these CDs we didn't sell. Oh, man. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> so digital's the way to go yep, nowadays. It is. And now it's Spotify. Do you use Spotify? Yeah. Oh, it's I amazing. don't
2: have it. That's what I hear, man. just
1: download it, man. It's free? You can listen to anything you want. That's cool. That's what I was just listening to you guys on.
2: I think I had. Yeah, yeah, we're on Spotify. That's cool. I, I have it on my phone, yeah. but I haven't made, like, an account or something. I really don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: I think you guys probably get, like, a penny every time someone listens to it. Really? And stuff. I think so. Dude, pretty sure. Cool.
2: I know you got paid for that. Yeah. It was that video. I mean, it was like a lot of fun. It was my first music video ever recording. You know. Yeah. And um, I was in the Graduates music video. They had one for for one of their songs, "Pull Me In," off their most like recent uh, record. And that was cool. Like it was while I was on tour with them. You know, and it was in um, Lake George, New York. And it was beautiful, like mountains and. Uh, I mean, it was just a really cool experience to see how all that works. You know. Yeah. just um, how an actual music video goes down. So I was lucky enough to have that small experience before we did this, you know, so I had an idea of kind yeah. of what happens, but never uh, been in the hot seat, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. So when do you expect that to be finished um, for the world to see?
2: Hopefully um, in a month or two, you know. Not really sure exactly yeah. when it's going to be done, but um, Kevin, the guy who is directing it, he's Really awesome. He has a great attitude about everything, and he just – he wants it to be as good as it can possibly be, but he wants it to be finished in a timely manner. So hopefully within the next couple months, you know. Sweet.
1: Yeah. I feel like I wanted to ask you a question, and I forgot what it was. I got some notes written down here. Oh, yeah? But they're not helping me right now. (laughs) Well um, – But –
2: We have a a pretty cool show coming up in St. Louis.
1: That's right. You're playing June 8th at the Firebird. That's right. With the features. Yep. They're really $10. awesome band. Yep. Get your tickets. Firebirdstl.com. Yep. June eighth. It's a Friday. That's right. Should be fun. I'm going. Are you? I haven't been to a show in a long time. Oh man. It'll I'm be making a, good a point one. to go to this one.
2: Yeah, like as uh, as far as our live show goes, you know, because we wrote these songs like in the studio more or less, you know, because we had our own Pro Tools studio, yeah. so we wrote, we just tracked everything and did some overdubs and like wrote the record pretty much in, in a studio sitting, yeah. you know? And so putting the live show together was, it's a lot of fun, but it's just different, you know? So, mm-hmm.
1: so is your set pretty much this EP? Yeah. Got some new stuff EP, um, mixed in?
2: Yep. Well, we might do we might do a new song, um, but we might throw in a pretty cool cover song. I won't give anything away, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And um, yeah, like uh, we had um, this girl named Mari who recorded the strings on... Um, on the EP. Yeah. She plays violin. She's an incredible violin player. And, um, I think she's going to be playing with us at this show. And, um, Danny Nugent, who was, um, in Tonight at 7, he played guitar. Mm. He's a long-time friend of mine. He is, uh, playing keyboards with us. That was sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and, um, Michael Hickey, who's bass player of One Little Car and keyboards in John Henry and the Engine. He is playing bass for us and singing some harmonies and stuff. And, um... So yeah, it's weird because Matt, um, who is in the band, is in L.A. He lives in L.A. and um,
1: oh wow, huh? <laughs>
2: yeah. So it's weird because you know he's he's a part of the band. He didn't really um, he was gone, so we kind of wrote the EP on our own. And when we like come back together, you know, finally all reunite, yeah. um, he'll be a part of the writing. So it's you know, our future is it's it's gonna develop a lot because we're gonna have another head in on the. On the writing and that kind of thing, but um, but yeah, it's it's been a weird situation because you've got some guys who are part of the band, but they're
1: in Los yeah, Angeles. It's like a long so distance relationship. It <laughs> is,
2: and so we have to like fill their shoes um, with it's
1: other like you're musicians. cheating on them. Yeah, <laughs> almost. You know, it's
2: it's you know it's it's, it's weird because we've got a live band, you know, uh, and then we have um, the actual Sun and the Sea, you know. So, but um, I'm really excited. We've been working a lot in Springfield, um, practicing and rehearsing these um, songs, trying to pull it off as best as we can to fit the, um, to, to make it sound like the album, you know? And yeah. it's, we're doing a good job of it, in my opinion. So, so I'm really excited to play. We've played one show before, um, like so far, we've played one show in Belleville, uh, at the Blue Gave, a bar that I, you know, it's like my favorite bar in Belleville. And that was a lot of fun. Got a re, uh, pretty good response there. And so I'm just excited to play with a really cool band. The features are awesome. So I'm excited to play with them. And uh, play the Firebird. It has a really great sound system. It's one of my favorite venues in St. Yeah, this is a so. really
1: cool bar. I saw the Weatherbox there. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Oh, man, I love Weatherbox. They're awesome. Yeah, they're great. Yeah.
2: So good. So um, I'm really excited for the for the show, of The Firebird.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't sell out, because I'll probably be a dick and it wait till the last out, minute. <laughs> Get your tickets now, firebirdstl.com, June right. 8th, yep. with the features, The Sun and the Sea. Now, the band name, The Sun and the Sea. Yeah. Are you The Sun? And the, <laughs> and the band is The Sea? No, You're shining it's... above them? Yeah. And reflecting upon <laughs> their waters? Yeah. Kind is that of. what it is? No, actually, Matt came up with a band name.
2: <laughs> I don't. He he took it from like a, he was he took it from a, some poem that somebody wrote.
1: I don't yeah, really know some gay poem. Yeah, some
2: really <laughs> gay poem. That yeah. yeah he. No, uh, there, there was
1: another thing I want to say. I hope your bandmates aren't bad that I only invited you here. <laughs> oh no, no, no,
2: not at all, not at all. Maybe
1: next time I can get the rest of the guys yeah, in here we'll too. Do a whole band if thing. they're not yeah. all in different states.
2: Right, yeah. Well, maybe down Tim, the road. Tim and I live together in Edwardsville, and then Max lives in Springfield, which is you know hour yeah, it's hour not too and a half. Far. It's not too far, but it's still kind of like a long distance thing, yeah. slightly. You know, we get together like weekly. You know, sometimes more, sometimes twice a week, um, and write songs and practice and that kind of thing. But yeah, maybe
1: next time. I mean, this
2: is cool because it's kind of like reminiscing on the past. You know, catch, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, kind of yeah. catching up right now. Yeah, know? it's
1: cool. So, besides the show coming up, you got any plans to play a lot more? Yeah. Uh, any tours, possibly?
2: We're doing a lot of Midwest stuff. Like, we're playing in Bloomington on um, June 2nd, and we're playing in Springfield June 1st, which is kind of our EP release show. Um, but it's we're playing like a four-hour bar gig. You know, we're playing, our, we're playing every song on our album, and then we're playing, like, any song that we want to play. You know, we're playing, like, three hours worth of cover songs, and it's That's so awesome. much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we play everything from, like, I would love to be just
1: in the cover band. Oh,
2: dude, it is so much fun, you know? It's, we play, like, anything from Tears for Fears to, like, Talking Heads to Death Cat for Cutie, you know? And oh, that's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast.
1: I saw on Facebook a couple weeks ago, it's a brilliant idea. It was a, called a cover show, and every band on the bill was, like, yeah, was like playing as a different band. And they had, like, one band was Taken Back Sunday. Yep. Another band was uh, the Get Up Kids, I think. That's and awesome. they had New Found Glory. And I couldn't go because I had to work that night, and uh, I was like, god damn it, this sounds like the best, night. sounds one, like the most fun ever.
2: Yeah, like, one one car got asked to do that. There's a big one. It's called Undercover Weekend. It's in the fall, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's in the fall um, at the Firebird, and they put this thing on. And it's the same same thing. Yeah. And we were asked to do it one time, but I think we had another show that we already booked that night, or something like that. Such or, a fun idea! What we, band would you be? We were gonna be Oasis. Oh really? <laughs> it's <was> like too <laughs> that's, perfect. That's it would have been awesome.
1: <laughs> but, I would love to do a Saves the Day set. Oh, dude, you guys! My so favorite perfect. band. I love Saves. Even the nowadays, is their new record reason, not very good? Their newest record is actually really, really good. Cool. Like getting back to being good. But you didn't
2: like Sound the Alarm? I
1: did. I like all their. Mm-hmm. Albums, but I don't know. Yes, yeah, it seems like they're not the same band anymore, not at all. Not that really. song's
2: different. I mean that album is different, but I was like obsessed with that album when it came out for a while. And yeah. uh, also under the boards, like I love that record oh, too. Good. like you know, it's yeah. I really like that band because every album is totally different you know exactly that's In reverie.
1: you either love that or you hate it about yeah them. exactly so i remember exactly. stay what you are when i heard that's at up. your funeral i was in art class and my buddy had it on a cd player and he's like here listen to this and, and i just, just like stole his cd player for the rest of the class and just listened to that song over upbeat. and over and over again and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is this is and an i awesome just fell song. in love and then when in reverie came out like five years later i was like what the fuck is this? Me too. God damn it.
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I did not like In Reverie when I first heard it.
1: Oh, I no, nobody did. did. Nobody but it grows did. on you, man.
2: Yeah, and it's so good. It's one of my favorites now. Like, yeah, it's good. I love that record. It's...
1: Every time they do a new record, I feel like I have that feeling at yeah. first. Like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. But, uh. Enough about saves the day. <laughs> Let's see. I think. I think we've done it. Yeah. So, Sweet. Yeah. Well, can you get you to play a song for me?
2: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do <laughs> what are you it. gonna play? I'm gonna play um, something we can all leave behind. It's the second track on our record.
1: Oh, that's actually my favorite song on the record. Is it? I Mine love too. that one. Mine too. So, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. All right.
0: Going crazy Trying hard to let it go I'm thinking I may never know The older that I grow It's what we make out of this ride It's something constant over time We work to create something That we can all leave behind For all the rest So they can hear the cry to feel love come alive. To find it, now I know just what I need. But you're what I've been missing to fill the void inside of me. And I've been going crazy, losing sleep over my dreams. I'm torn between fantasy and rationality. It all comes back to you. Oh,
1: Thanks for having me, man. So that's our show. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter, at This Radio Sucks. Like us on Facebook. Make sure you go out to the Sun and the Sea show June 8th at the Firebird with the features. Uh, Download their record on iTunes or on uh, thesunandthesea.bandcamp.com. Give them a good review on iTunes. Give them high fives in real life. I don't know. See you guys later.